Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is September 29th, 2021. We're so glad to have all of you joining us here today. So this webinar um, is an opportunity to take part in a group meditation on goodwill and to discuss some of the difficulties and problems that humanity faces. As many of us know, goodwill is a living energy. It is the principle of love expressed through relationship, and it exists wherever the heart, the mind, and the hand are allied towards the common good. The presence of this energy wherever it is found affirms the inherent goodness of human nature. This means that humanity is in essence divine and so can and must mediate ideals of the highest good into phenomenal expression. As humanity, this is our task. Goodwill is also a bridging energy. It is a creative energy and it brings relationships into alignment with divine intention. Goodwill is a common theme in all moral precepts, regardless of doctrine or religion, and so carries with it a sense of universality that respects differences. And this is much needed today in our world. So this Goodwill Meditation Group works with this energy of goodwill and it seeks to strengthen its presence and expression through all manners of human thinking and relationships. The group meets subjectively every Wednesday at noon in your local time zone, and we invite all of you to link up each week to use the Goodwill Meditation and to support this work. This webinar meets on the last Wednesday of each month and seeks to support the weekly work of the group and also to introduce new members to its work. So today I am joined here with two of my colleagues, Dominic Dibble from our London office and Stephen Nation from New York. After our meditation, they'll be sharing some insights on the theme, reweaving the fabric of society. But before we proceed any further, let us first just do a, a brief alignment followed by the mantra of the new group of world servers. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul 
characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. So in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, humanity as a whole has had to deal with a number of complex and multi-layered crises. The onset of the pandemic though saw an untold number of local initiatives rising up to help the most vulnerable and also to celebrate the everyday courage and service offered by essential workers. Over a year and a half later, the desire for a return to normality is growing stronger. While at the same time, there is a push to rebuild our economic and social systems in a way that is more equitable, more sustainable, and that better serve the greatest number of people in the planet itself. Today, there are many groups working with imagination and with vision to regenerate our societies and to make out of the present crisis a real opportunity. Some of these are global alliances with an international reach, some work at national levels, and many, very many work at the local level. Today after the meditation, as I said, Steve and Dominic will be speaking a bit more about some of these groups. What is common in all these types of organizations, however, is a real sense of community, a group identity conditioned by goodwill. And with this comes a desire to aid and to build and to uplift others for the good of the group. These groups all have brought the human intelligence to bear on some aspect of the present problem that their community faces. They have a vision of a way to solve it, and they have the creative will to see it work out. And this sort of focus on the problems of humanity is very much in alignment with the work of World Goodwill, which for decades now has sought to encourage creative thinking on the problems of humanity. And though there is often fierce disagreement about the best way to build the future world, what is most remarkable, at least in my opinion, is the alignment and focus that such an effort has evoked. Conflict during such a consequential time in humanity's history is of course to be expected. At the heart of this crisis today are some of the most fundamental and important ideals of the human condition. There's a principle of, of sharing, the principle of freedom, and of course, the 
question of personal and collective responsibility. It is humanity's task, of course, to decide how these ideals are to be manifested and expressed through the shrine of human living. And this is no easy task. All of the organizations which have arisen and are arising today seek to support the rebuilding effort in the way which seems to them the best. And that intention itself carries a very powerful invocative power. We can imagine that in every nation and in almost every local area, there are groups contributing to this united act of invocation. So today in our meditation, we have the opportunity to contribute to this global and focused um, invocative act today going forward in humanity. So without any further ado, let us proceed with our meditation. We link up in thought with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. We reflect on the fact of relationship. You are related to your family, your community, your nation, the world of nations. The one humanity composed of all races and nations. We sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. 
let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with those beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart, the spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, bodhisattvas, and masters honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups. Imagine that you are standing together within the center of the hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. For some, this heart of love is known as the Christ. Other faiths have other names for the one at the center.
Maintaining that high point of contact, let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. Silently use the affirmation in the center of all love I stand. From that center I the soul will outward move. From that center I the one who serves will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships.
Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth. Realize that you are helping to build a channel between the hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, solving its problems, and healing all cleavages. linked in thought with the men and women of goodwill all over the world, sound together the great invocation. Say it with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you are radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light, Within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God, let love stream forth 
into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. So I'd like to invite Steve and Dominic now to take the floor. Steve, hello. Oh, I can't hear you, Steve. Oh, you're still muted. All right. Okay, is that better? Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Thank you for that, Michael. It's so lovely to work on this um, Goodwill Meditation um, every month, and it's really a joy to be part of this webinar today. And Dominic and I are going to talk a little bit about the theme. So, um, in a way, this the theme we have um, for this seminar, for this webinar, Reweaving the Fabric of Society, um, follows on from a series of programs that Wargawil and the Lucis Trust are going to be developing and releasing over the next couple of months. Together, the whole idea is to shine a light of the group thought on the spirit of community. There's a newsletter that will soon be coming out on the theme, Reweaving the Fabric of Society. Then there'll be a booklet from Lucis Trust on the theme of freedom through community cycle of conferences, visualization, support of the first phase of the important um, UN biodiversity conferences going to take place in October. And then on November the 6th, 
this whole focus on community will culminate with the three Zoom seminars from World Goodwill, which will take the theme imagination and social regeneration. The community focus has largely come about because of a growing awareness accentuated by the pandemic that the fabric of social relations and the shared sense of belonging to a community of citizens, plants, animals, and microbes is in need of healing and repair. In a way, that's what the pandemic has made us aware of. Early in this crisis, goodwill seemed to be flourishing as neighborhoods around the world celebrated and delighted in the sacrifices frontline workers were willing to make for the well-being of others and of the community. But now it can appear that the path to right human relations has been interrupted, not by the pandemic, because really the pandemic just provides a stress test for the state of community and for the power of goodwill and community relations. How are we handling it? But it's by something deeper. The extreme climate events that are mounting reflect, to me, reflect this broken spirit. And so do, too does our apparent inability to take the actions needed to transform economics, politics, agriculture, food, education, and so on, in ways that reflect a sense of community. Our cities and towns are becoming increasingly characterized by sterile and soulless human environments. It's as if we're recognizing, and I think that's the point, we're becoming aware that the dangers of the spirit of materialism and selfishness and the dangers of the sort of lack of companionship and the lack of sense of truly belonging together with others. And yet, with this vision, it's also important to acknowledge that what we see is conditioned by what we're looking for. And the seeds for a renaissance of goodwill and the quality and depth of social relations between people, between people in the natural world, between people in the higher worlds, these seeds of a renaissance for goodwill are healthier now and stronger, more intelligent, more sort of smart and wise than they've ever been in the history of our species. And so it's with this in mind that we're hoping that this webinar and the shared work that we've done with the Goodwill Meditation will be shine a light on ideas, projects, and people who are consciously working to reweave the fabric of society. Dom, glasses are going on. That's always a good sign. Things are getting serious. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for that lovely introduction. And thank you also, Michael, obviously, for the introductory thoughts and the meditation. Um, right relations. It's a simple phrase. Maybe you could even say it's deceptively simple. Um, and it's a, it lies at the center of the meditation that we do every month, the Goodwill Meditation. It's what we all yearn for, and it's what all the work of the new group of world servers is, is seeking to achieve. As our societies continue the long process of adapting to the conditions of the pandemic, 
pandemic. <clears throat> it's certainly one worth reflecting on some of the ways in which changes can emerge, society can begin to take on new forms, new, more positive shapes. And as we do so, we inevitably recognize that we still have very far to go in building a global society of right relations. Just as every earnest disciple becomes familiar with the strengths and weaknesses in their equipment, so the detached observer of the world scene sees the lines of cleavage and friction writ large across nations and peoples. Seeing these lines of division, how can we not feel moved to seek to heal them? For relationship, community, companionship lie at the heart of who we are as a mediating point between the spiritual realms and the animal, plant and mineral communities with which we share the three worlds. Embraiding Sweetgrass, the indigenous, the indigenous botanist Robin Wall Kimmerer notes how the simple question she asked herself as a child, why do yellow goldenrod and purple asters look so beautiful together? was in danger of being eclipsed in her mind by mechanistic, separative understanding of science as she completed her formal studies to become a botanist. Fortunately, her view was expanded by her encounter with a Navajo woman who shared her, under, her, under, her understanding of the intricate web of relationships which each plant in her valley stood at the centre of. Once more, Robin was, re was returned to a vision of beauty. As John Keats said, beauty is truth, truth, beauty. That is all you need you know on earth and all you need to know. To see the soul, the soul shining through the form is to encounter both the truth and the beauty of another being. These half-caught glimpses can spur us on to creating the conditions that will allow them to be more easily expressed such as the work of the new group of world servers. And today we're going to be focusing particularly on the social and ecological aspects of that kind of service. And so at this point, I invite Steve to switch back his microphone on and uh, we'll, we'll just have a chat about um, service and and how there are many groups and initiatives operating at all different scales as Michael pointed out from the global to the nas national to the local to right down to community level um, and think about what sorts of ideas come up and 
What I would suggest actually is if you have a particular group that you think is very inspiring, why don't you put it in the chat? Mm, and and then we, we can maybe we can look at them and we can have we can talk about those those groups. But we'll kick off. Um, Steve, do you want to okay. see the conversation? So, <laughs> yeah, one of the themes. Uh, thank you, Dom, and thank you for that beautiful. I love that thing that focus on truth and beauty is that that the heart of sort of companionship and of relationship that we have to that we are returning to has at the center the truth and beauty that lies at the heart of all. That was just lovely. Um, one of the things we thought we would sort of begin this conversation with is focusing a little on the groups that are com coming up. The newsletter is about to be released. Um, and it really is a summary of a number of groups that are working in quite significant ways to transform the sort of almost the structure level of relationships. And the one I wanted to start with was one that um, comes from the Commonwealth of Nations. Um, you know, living in the, I live in the US and even people in the Commonwealth, I've spoken to people in Canada and elsewhere, um, often have very little understanding of the Commonwealth. The Commonwealth is, it's one fifth of the world's landmass. Land it's this group of countries and one third of the entire population of humanity. And these countries are, are united together in a in a series of sort of comradeship relationships it, it really seeks to be a true partnership of uh, and friendship between nations it's an interesting experiment so in line of this idea of reweaving the fabric of society um, one of the commonwealth um, programs is something called common earth and it came from the sort of came out of a heads of state meeting an idea that the Commonwealth could foster and encourage regenerative approaches to development. Now, this means, um, quoting from the newsletter, regenerative development works from the principle that development initiatives have to be interwoven with people and places and can't be imposed on them. It's, can't, it's not a focus that can ever grow out of the idea of financial wealth or GDP, but it can only grow out of understanding in how to work with living dynamic systems. And this Common Earth Project has a whole series of activities that link together regenerative development groups in all the nations across the Commonwealth that are providing laboratories that are exploring um, particular, almost like eco-villages, particular experiments in, in regenerative development and seeing how they can be applied at a national level, how they could be expanded. Um, and um, another part of this is, is this idea of yeah, a learning laboratory, showcasing and analyzing how innovations, technologies and ancient wisdom can all work together to restore and regenerate ecological and social health. Um, so I, you know, that, to me, that's a really inspiring thing just because of its scale, because it's regenerative. So it's sort of consciousness, but it's on a global scale. Yes, and, and it's interesting that the Commonwealth, it does have a, it's based in London, I think, isn't it? Or, or the Secretariat is, yeah. Secretariat is based in London. And I probably should go around and visit it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, um, and I think what you were saying is interesting that, that uh, they place this this word rege- regenerative is becoming more of a buzzword, almost to uh, supersede or encompass sustainability. Um, that uh, and it, it's. It's a, it's a theme, it's an idea that it does seem to be coming more to the fore, regenerative development, re- regenerative cultures. Um, and one of the things that you highlighted in there was that it is very much about practices and um, ideas that work in a local context. It's, it always has to be rooted within, well, bioregions uh, and that again that's something that we will probably going to be exploring in the london seminar we'll be talking a little bit about what bioregional comes to mean and another very inspiring um initiative which isn't isn't new in the newsletter but it's mentioned in the upcoming um cycle email on the biodiversity conference is, um, I'm sure that many people will be familiar with the the Indian um, environmental campaigner Vandana Shiva, uh, and she is part of the inspiration behind Navdanya. Now, what is Navdanya? It's an earth-centric, woman-centric, and farmer-led movement for the protection of biological and cultural diversity. And they say they live live and practice the philosophy of earth democracy as one earth family with no separations between nature and humans and no hierarchies between species, culture, gender, race, and faiths. And one of the things they place a very significant emphasis on, and again, this returns us to the whole idea of local and bioregional um, operations is conserving seeds rich they have a they conserved our they say they've conserved our rich seed heritage of nutritious climate resilient food in more than 150 community seed banks freely saving sharing and breeding our native varieties and there's also again obviously from the seed comes the food so the, 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 there is also the emphasis on food, which is itself um, a potent generator of community, the idea of sharing food, um, for example, the Sikh religion, which is very, uh, you know, part of Indian culture, is a very important idea that you, you share food uh, as part of your spiritual practice, in effect. And as the as, as Nadanya say, food is life, food is health. Growing food ecologically is care for the earth and regeneration of soil, water, and biodiversity. So when you connect directly to us through eating organic, you take care of your health and planetary health. So there's another initiative that's that's been going for quite a while now, and it's quite an important. Um, but, but it's also connecting with these very recent ideas and what regeneration means. 
Exactly. The, I love the idea of um, also like this whole focus on seeds, which um, Vandana Shiva has been such a terrific exponent of, but also is really wide now. I mean, there must be seed banks and sort of seed saver exchanges and a real, just a caring about seeds, um, which contains within it a sense of future possibilities as well of, of the long-term future. I love that. And from, for those of us who work like through the Wogabul meditation with sort of silent subjectivity, um, the, the real esoteric work, there's the idea that all of these groups and their multitude, each one is a seed of this renaissance and reweaving of, of community that's happening. Um, another area that's developed in the um, newsletter, a group that's mentioned as essential partners, um, which is a group that can be taken as a symbol of the multitude of groups now that are focused on how you um, develop conversations in really hot social topics. Like we're in such a time of um, incredible, uh, what do you call it, divide, you know, between left and right politically and in every area you want to care, you want to mention. Mm -hmm. And this group essential partners have developed terrific skills and a whole way of approaching how you have conversations across these emotionally charged divides. And it's interesting because the work grew out of um, experiments in bringing together groups around the abortion, the abortion issue um, to really, it's a really attempt for a group of people to penetrate um, beyond the slogans and to start really thinking together, um, people from different sides. And I think that's a really important part of this new spirit of community where we focus on the, the sense of relationship, the sense of let's get over the divide and see where we have a, where we can share a vision of reweaving something that is truly regenerative, that, that focuses more on people and on organic relationships. And picking up on the idea of sharing and <clears throat> what, what, it, what it means within a, within a community and within a society, I think that um, obviously Commonwealth, it, that, that is mm, yeah. a term that probably ought to be used more a, a, a bit, um, because the notion of there being a Commonwealth or being a Commons is yeah. Um, a wonderful one, and it's a another theme that that is picked up by two or three of the other groups that are mentioned in the newsletter. Um, is the idea of the commons-based approach? Um, and for example, there is the P2P Foundation, which is the P2P stands for peer-to-peer, -peer, or it could also stand for person to person. And it's, it's about the essence, as they, as they describe it, of P2P is this direct relationship and its core characteristics include creation of common goods through open participatory production and governance processes, and also universal accesses, access 
guarantee through licenses such as the Creative Commons, GPL, peer production license. So you create something together and then you guarantee that it can be shared in the way that is that you that you that, that it's not it, it doesn't become captured by a financial process it doesn't become a, a source of um well it, it's it, it's a source of common wealth in effect it, it, it is it's guaranteed then to become part of the common wealth as opposed to being captured by a private um entity if you like and and, and what they say is that the P2P is a process or dynamic that can be found in many communities and movements which are self-organizing around the co-creation of culture and knowledge. So it's, if you like, it's commonwealth for the mind. And um, it, I, I think that's, it, it is, again, it's a process that has, has been gradually filtering through into human consciousness that, that reminding people of what the commons means. And, and it's very important because, of course, um, well, private industry is, is always seeking to try and capture um, more and more of the Earth's resources. So to human, as human thinking begins to recognize that, you know, the great example of, of, of the commons is, of course, the air, the climate. And that, that is, if you like, that is one of the key elements of the commons approach. There are also spiritual commons. You know, there's an idea, a very strong idea now about the spiritual commons, that which is really the essence of what World Goodwill is about, that, um, that there's this common heritage of universal spiritual thought that provides pathways for every individual, but also for every community to move through this transition, this sort of crisis period we're in, to something that is more able to generate relationship, um, more able to generate a sense of shared truth and beauty. Um, the world's become so materialistic. Um, there's something, I don't know whether it's P2P, but one of the groups that's in this newsletter, one of the things I really loved is the idea of developing um, part of the commons. So a group of, say, engineers or software engineers will develop the, the basic systems whereby you can, you can build, say, a tractor or, um, or a car or anything, really, um, and that's with open license. So then um, it's a system that any group can take this basic system and then develop their own particular adaptation of it. And it completely bypasses um, trademark um, intellectual property um, protection. Um, and it's, it's another way of envisaging how at a mass level, the level of nations and of billions of people, this new this possibility of a new society can um, and is emerging it is in fact emerging yes what that actually reminds me of when i was studying this this group i i kept thinking this reminds me of something reminds me of something and then i realized it's the appropriate technology yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. the kind yeah. of 
It is. Movement. It's basically yeah. taking appropriate technology and then making it more shareable and more um, accessible to a, glo a global, uh, basically. So, uh, uh, so that, for example, they have um, a 3D printer um, which you can buy. And so you can start making just about anything with a 3D printer. Well, within reason. Um, so it's, it's, it is a very interesting <clears throat> way of approaching these global issues. But moving to a very um, slightly, I would say, a, a sharp-edged um, recognition of a kind of local phenomenon, one of the uh, groups um, in the newsletter is called EmptyShop.org. Um, now, as soon as you say that, you immediately know what it means in, in a certain sense, because I think everybody has experienced through the pandemic lots of shops closing down uh, and, and becoming spaces that are empty and therefore you would think unusable. But this group, um, they, they, they're basically more a more arts-focused organisation, so they focus on how to use these spaces to rebuild community by taking on projects that, that happen in these spaces that have somehow been, at least for, for, for some time, been lost, and now they're reclaiming them and turning them into something that is usable. and. I think that's uh, it's a beautiful idea, and it's something that can be applied just about anywhere. Uh, people, once once you get two or three people connecting and inspired and behind that kind of concept. Another level, uh, going to another level. One of the groups and the thing that I really liked is Wellbeing Wellbeing Economy Alliance, and it's it's just this whole approach to um, an economic system where the whole system is designed to deliver human and ecological well-being. Um, and of course, there's a million different ways of doing that, but it's building networks globally um, and locally and really putting a focus on this. But again, for me, the thing that was really inspiring about it is it's in addition to having sort of hubs at local levels like cities all over the world have a well-being economy um, hub where different groups are working together on how to develop um, approaches to economics that foster well-being. In addition to that, this alliance is includes um, within it something called WIGO, the Wellbeing Economy Governments Partnership. And that's mm -hmm. a partnership of um, currently four governments from Scotland, New Zealand, Iceland, and Wales. That's two independent national states and um, two sort of regional governments that, who knows, could become independent national states. Well, uh, but, um, <laughs> and, and, but the thing, what this shows is, it shows how these seeds of well-being economy, going back to even appropriate technology. So go back to Schumacher. Um, mm -hmm. E.F. Schumacher uh, and the spirituality of Schumacher. You read the, um, what is it, the perplexed, the um, 
against Philip perplexed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his writing on spirituality is profoundly in tune with Wilgur Will's work. And in fact, mm-hmm. he spoke, he's spoken at um, Arcane School conferences um, many, many, many years ago. Um, and it just shows us that these seeds of whole, a whole new vision, when we think that the Wellbeing Economy Alliance is now an, also including alliance of governments that's growing to include more governments, we realize that there's a profound transformation underway. And the more the spirit of relationship and companionship is brought into the center of our lives, the more we have a way of relating to our neighbors, to our community, um, to all people, in fact, that we engage with. And talking of engagement, we have already uh, some suggestions in the chat. Um, uh, Kit Flourish um, says she is a member, I'm a member of of Braver Angels, a US organization that brings people together across the political spectrum to increase understanding uh, of one another's point of view and experience. That's braverangels.org. Nice and easy to remember that one. Um, And Isa CK points out that Vandana Shiva, she began her seed saving project in order to save natural traditional seeds from the bioengineered Monsanto seeds. So again, it's this business of commonwealth versus private property, isn't it? She also underscored the importance of traditional forms of agriculture in which farmers exchange healthy seeds. So uh, again, this this theme of exchange and sharing relationship. And uh, Kit Flourish also points out another organization involving students of business at the college and graduate levels is is aimed to flourish, which focuses on learning about and recognizing businesses that align with one or more of the UN's sustainable development goals. Well, we like those. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a good focus for Kit Flourish to have. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, Joshua um, says Heterodox Academy is another group. Um, now, Isa says, oh, uh, Isa said, would the hosts be able to list these organizations for us? Um, well, Isa, if you sign up for the newsletter, <laughs> they'll all be in the newsletter. Um, but um, I wonder whether we could, um, is there a way of doing that? Because uh, there's quite a few of them. Um, we could write a few uh, emails down. Yeah, if people save the if people save the chat before you go, then you'll have the list that have come up in the chat, and the ones that Dom and I have spoken about um, will be all in the newsletter. So look out for the newsletter, um, mm-hmm. which will also be will, will come up on the Wogglewell website. Uh, Nick Nick from Spain, Nick Autos Q, has written about Open Arms, a group working with refugees. Mm-hmm. And Charles McClafferty, again, talking about refugees, says International Rescue Committee is active in my community. We have offered space in our home for Afghan Afghan refugees. That's beautiful. Um, Again, it's sharing 
it's it's connecting with different cultures as, as well, isn't it? It is. Isa Isa asks how to save the chat, which is actually that's a great question, Isa, and I can't answer it. <laughs> um, but I but if someone Dom, you might or um, Michael, because um, that's a that's a sort of technical thing that would be great if everyone had access to that. How do you how do you save the chat? I think it gets saved automatically at the end of the. Michael, do you want to comment on this? I think it gets saved automatically at the end of the. Um, but not for, not, not, not for participants um, in their own on their own computer. That's probably what, what not. Need. Um, there is a way of doing it. Um, let's have a look. Oh, uh, well, actually, I don't know if if uh, if you go down to, in the chat box, if you go down uh, and there's three little dots. Um, and it says save chat. So I don't know if everyone can see that. Um, <laughs> but I know I can. Yes, so someone else is pointing it out. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Santana writes about the book Sacred Economics by uh, Charles Eisenstein's book, um, mm. Money, Gift, and Society in the Age of Transition. Yeah, well done, Santana. Exactly. Look, there's mm -hmm. so much now. I mean, if you look at literature, that's where I love the spiritual commons. By God, now the richness that's being sort of thrown into this commons of nonstop releasing of these sort of transformative ideas. It's very, it's a, we're such, so fortunate to be alive and working now when the seeds are becoming so strong, so widely available to any person. Imagine a young person in, in high school, say, who's automatically touched by the problems that we're facing in the world and the problems that are threatening our future, but then switches to look at what's happening and the potential ways in which a young person's life can be 100% involved now in the regeneration of the new. It's a very good time to be alive. <laughs> Indeed. And um, uh, as I said, as I hinted, one of our speakers at the seminar counts himself as part of the, uh, uh, the, the rising regeneration, which again is, you know, to, to see yourself as part of a, a generation that is about re regeneration, I think is, 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 is exactly. a beautiful thought. Exactly. And David Trice rightly points out, must remember all these groups and organisations that actions affect one third of humanity that are poor. All these organisations should focus more energy and action, alleviation of poverty. Let's not forget them. Of course not. And obviously the sustainable development goals are all about finding, well, one of them is to, is to uh, basically bring an end to poverty. But all of them are focused in different ways upon equalizing, creating greater equality within society. Um, totally. And regenerative development. I think the, the news that it makes this clear, David, that um, regenerative development, it really at its heart is um, the transformation from poverty to, um, to a share to, to the elimination of poverty. And as one group speaks of it, no poverty, no wealth. In other words, placing poverty with an even distribution so that you don't have this huge gap 
between wealth and poverty. And many of the groups have pioneered um, um, experiments in areas of poverty that have transformed the, um, the sort of capital that's in the community. Um, what Wendy Boyd shares that she supports Dignity in Dying, which concentrates in giving people human rights and autonomy over their own death. Um, I suppose you could say that in effect is about the connection between the <laughs> the, the three worlds and the higher realms in, in effect is bringing that into a better relationship. I mean, we talked about, um, well, the right to life and what, what that means as well and how the group Essential Partners was founded from there. And, uh, and here we go, here's another one from Avon Madison, the Global Regeneration Core and the Humanity Rising, focusing on global solutions, another initiative program. Uh, I hope, Isa, you've been able to save the chat and maybe you want to save it again as these <laughs> more things come up. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there's, there's a lot that we, we could easily go on and on and we could, we could spend all day sharing different organisations. And I think what we have tried to highlight are some of the important principles that are involved, like common ownership, the, the idea of relate relationship and bioregionalism um so you know and there are other concepts that will and, and at the heart of all of these of course is goodwill and right relations and, and these are all different ways of thinking about and applying these ideas permaculture somebody's just mentioned food forests these are all different ways of implementing and grounding um, goodwill and right relationships. We, we need to come to an end soon. I was just looking at George Knox. Um, is the, the trigger in individuals for envisaging the new society, is it spontaneous? or is it a result of good conquering evil in the internal Armageddon? How do the seeds germinate in rocky soil? That's a, that's a very interesting question, George. And I wonder if rocky soil, first of all, seeds do germinate in rocky soil, which is the incredible mystery of life. Mm. But secondly, I would, I mean, the way I look at human beings now, so just in my neighborhood where I live, all in all their variety and diversity, the soil is very ready and fertile. Um, so to me, a lot of it is how we, how we see the human now. And if we see past the divides, to see that there's a seeking, questing, how can we get, how can we have a better sort of relationships? How can we have happier families? How can we, how can we find fulfilling li meaningful lives? And that's an invocative um, um, spirit. It's an invocative soil. So to me, the, 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 the soil could not be better prepared than it is now for these multitude of seeds. And of course, the seeds both appear to come from human creativity but from an esoteric sense, that human creativity also 
reflects the light and the love that's pouring in to human consciousness. There is no, it's the thing of the even-armed cross. It's a beautiful way to conclude, I think. <laughs> we need to end. Well, thank you everyone for your contributions in the chat as well. And um, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Steve. And um, good day to you all. Thanks, Tom. Cheers.